2: Ephraimites and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rambo, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers.
1: And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts.
2: back in this show is Mark Reinbold got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great great show we have in store for you I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website www.jewishprofit.com. that's www.jewishprofit.com. and for all you uh, new people out there maybe the first time that you've been on please check that website out you're going to find out who we are and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before and you want to check that material out you're going to start to learn the Word of God and I'm telling you what what a great opportunity that is we also have a quarterly coming up here and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be it's going to be over in Fairfield Illinois out what we call lovely the corn patch and you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what that is a great opportunity folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website wwwjewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. so you know if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or or you want to begin to learn about the material, and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via ustream.tv. And we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service. And we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity. Again, that all is. So again, if you don't... Already have a fellowship in your area, or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call. Six one eight two six two twenty eight ten, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Do
3: 37 of Ezekiel, starting in the 15th verse. Now, and, I, and the reason I want to throw this in because we've used this before is because that's what this represents here, and this is what we are. At 15th verse, Ezekiel 37. The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Moreover thou son of man... Take thee one stick, and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then take another stick, and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions. And join them one to another into one stick, and they shall become one in thine hand. Now, now that's, that's what this is about. Now, actually... Uh, we're talking about the entirety of the house of Judah, the entirety of the house of Ephraim, and we're no longer going to be separate. We are going to be one. Now, we have spent the weekend thus far, and listen up. In order to be one with our brother Judah, we are going to have to do that which they know to be the word of God. Okay. Now, what they don't know yet, which they'll find out, What they're going to have to do first is to realize that we are our own identity, which we've talked somewhat about that here this weekend, that we're going to become. And then they have to realize that, wait a minute, they are doing everything we know that we should do according to the word. All right? Now, a lot of tradition gets involved in this, which I said, and we're, again, you're fortunate because I'm not going to let you get into legalisms. All right? And that's the reason I want you to know about the white on, on Pesach. Now, but when they begin to realize, and, and, and then listen closely, because this is the type of talk there's going to be. What, what, this, is, this is Ephraim. This is, this, is, this is that which was lost, is now found, and they've come back. And, and look at them. They're keeping Shabbat. They're not buying. They're not selling. They're not doing any several work. They're holding holy convocations on that day. They keep Rosh Hashanah. They keep New Moon. They keep the festivals. They walk in the everlasting covenant of the Lord God, Yahweh. What is there different about them than us? Well, they look different than we do, but we can't gainsay that because, you know what? It's all there, or they're wearing it all the time, and we don it three times a day. Huh. One of them makes a difference, you know. They go to the Word, and they find out in the Word that we are to continually have it between our eyes and, in our, and next to our hearts. All right? That, that, then do you know what that puts us? Watch. That puts us one point up. Okay? W- w- you just put us one point up on a bunch of Jews. You don't do that very often. Now, then they begin to look, and they say, w- w- What are they What are they doing now? What, what, who's that they're laying hands on? What, 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 what? Wait a minute. That's Benjamin, and that's the blind guy. Hey, he's seeing. whose name they used.
0: They use the name of Yeshua
3: how could that be my lord what are they doing now look out look out the lame just walked in the name of Yeshua now let's see they're keeping all of the covenant and they're using the name of Yeshua and they have proclaimed him as Mashiach, the Messiah and it all is working point on our side of the board and that is what when they discover that i uh, it, as well as i understand the angel hasn't spoken it and i but but as much as i understand that type of thing is going to bring them the revival to let the, and god will lay the lay the scales off of their eyes and they will see uh Michelle. they will see yeshua jesus and and so you see this is this is what this is about and the reason I wanted to get it, because it's so strong, that we will become. It, it won't be Ephraim, and it won't be Judah any longer. Now listen, it will be Israel. The whole of the twelve tribes and the Levites. It will be all of us again, together, as we were there. And as what, as as what I've done with the scriptures is, I kept adding and adding and adding uh, onto those scriptures so that, bless God, that you, you can begin to see that, it, that it's undeniably going to happen. It's undeniably that God said, I, I drove you out and bring you back. We did over and over and over again. Now listen, and he says, uh, 18th verse, And when the children of thy people shall speak unto thee, saying, Wilt thou not show us what thou meanest by these? Who, who, who's going to ask that? The people are going to ask. What is this? Now listen, Say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, prophesy to him, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and, and the tribes of Israel his fellows, and will put them, uh, put them with him, even with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in mine hand. Now let me ask you a question. At this point, who is Israel? The Jews?
0: <coughs>
3: it's us, Ephraim. Now see that points it out you can, uh, undeniably so, and understand what it's saying, which is uh, it, take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel, his fellows, the Ten lost tribes. So see, that's the reason I keep I, 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 did, I had kept saying for a while anyway to him, "Quit saying that that Israel is Jewish. Stop it! They didn't like that. Why? Because it's not. Israel's not Jewish. Israel is made up of 12 tribes and the tribe of the Levites. We are brothers. No one loved any less than the the other. No one anointed any less than the other. We all have specific places in which we belong and we fit in this thing. Now listen, he says, and we'll put them with him, even the stick of Judah, and make them one stick and they shall be one in mine hand. In other words, when it all comes together, folks, it's, 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 you know, if if you mix all this up and we all get in a great big crowd, okay, then, bless God, we are all going to be just the children of Almighty God. Now, listen to me. The chosen children of Almighty God. We're different than them. And you might as well understand this. We're not like them. We're chosen of God. We are of a royal priesthood. We have been anointed of the Lord God. You read where even even our land will become as that of the Garden of Eden itself. And I used to sit and read about the Garden of Eden and I used to go, wow. Was that to have been something? We're going to know, folks. Everything you touch We'll be blessed of God. Everything you touch will turn to gold, as they say. Everything that you endeavor to do will be successful. And everyone around about will want to be like you. Lord, isn't it true? When you get around successful people, don't you say, Boy, I wish I, I, wish I could be like They're all going to want to be us. But we're not them. We're not like them. We never have been like them even though we thought we were like them. How's that one? Try try to get that one all on paper. We are children of the Most High God, set apart and sanctified and anointed by God. There is no way to gainsay what's about to happen with the children of Israel. There's no way to come against it. There's no way to say, oh, my this and oh, my that. You know what the story is? Build your altar and I'm going to build mine. Let's see who the Lord God is. Let's see if he's the Lord God of Israel or he's the Lord God of the Muslim, the Buddhist, the Hindus, and any other concoction that's come along thinking they're God. You know what? All the years that I've traveled, I've never seen any of those, the gods of any of those religions outdo the living God Yahweh. Ever. And I have... uh, got into those situations in numbers of times. Never have I seen them produce. Never have them produce. And see, and, that, and, and folks, that, that being, now please, uh, you know there's a holy uh, indignation, and, and maybe there's a holy, uh, bless God, uh, I'll show you my God, and then you let's see if you've got one. And if there is, that's where I'm at in this thing. See, that, that's the reason I keep saying. If this young man had told me he thought he was a prophet, I would have demanded him to give me a sign that would have come to pass tomorrow at this time. If it didn't, he would never come into my sight again, and if he did, probably I would see to it that he went to the dirt. And you say, oh, you can't do that. Don't monkey with God's prophets. You understand what I'm saying? Don't Don't mess with us. Why? Because we really do what we're saying we do. The problem is, you know what the real problem is? The church has never seen a real prophet. The church don't have any idea of anything like this. Whoever ever heard of of a a man that would stop a service and go into the kind of a rage that some of you thought it was a rage? No, it's not a rage. It's the anointing of God. You're stepping onto the holiness side of this thing. You're wiping your feet upon something that's holy. You won't do that. Not with me around. And yet, at the same time, they come, they come, They try. Build the altars. You know that's the reason I said uh, people write email me and they get in. They get really stinky. I used to tell them. I said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be in, in such and such city. You show up and let's build the altars and let's see you bring down the fire. Let's see. Let's see what your God will do. You know what? There's none of them show up in any of the cities. You know why? They can't do squat. They can't do squat. There are certain things. With this anointing that are automatic, they just bang, they happen. Number of certain somethings. All right, There's some things that in this with this anointing that God has given me, it's not all anointed. Like I said, there's somewhere, and, and I, you people have been here. You can attest that there's a high 80 percent of you that leave out of here with miracles and healings everywhere I go, because that's what's here. That that, that I, I've used it and operated in God's anointing for years and years and years. So therefore, what I'm saying is. If you're going to think that you have got prophetic abilities, then come, let's let's see what what these things do. Let's line up 15 short legs or how many is in the place. Let's walk, let's see if you, let's bring the blind up here and see, the lame. Let's bring them up here and let's let's see, because you understand something, folks. Without the power, there's no anointing. Without the anointing, there's no hearing from God. Do you understand that? Now, that's not arrogancy. That's the truth. And when you look at that, and then again, when you look at it, you understand uh, God doesn't operate in sin. He, he's holy. You, there's nothing of sin in, in that, in that uh, uh, throne room. It's all holy. Well, bless God. Uh, throw that in when we take up the collection tonight. It won't cost any extra. Now, in, thank you. I'm glad you... <laughs> we'll try to lighten this up at this point, all right? Uh, verse 20. And the sticks whereon on, thou writest, shall be in thine hand before their eyes. Oh, I like that part. Hello, Judah. This is your brother Ephraim. And Wheeze is coming home. Usens. How's that one? Boy, that'll get them on them. They won't understand the word usens at all. And say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen. Now, who's the children of Israel? Ephraim. He said, I'm going to take them among the heathen, whether they be gone, and will gather them on every side and bring them into their own land. Underline all that, put yellow marker on top of it, red marker on top of it, circle it. Do whatever you need to do to it and read it several times over the course of the, of the days and months that lie ahead. Why? Because it's precious. Now you know that Ephraim is going to go home. Now there's another big, big time thing here. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel. There's the, the two sticks together again. And one king shall be king uh, to them all, who's at Yeshua. And they shall be no more two nations, neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms, any more at all. Never will we be separated from the brothers again. Now, I want to stop for a minute here because it is important, and there's a well-known fellow that's got a TV ministry that is not a prophet. And anyway, you know, he tried to inform me that that Israel had all been found through DNA and 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 you know, he had just finished telling me what a prophet I was. He told me he wasn't a prophet. And I stand there, and all of a sudden I'm going, "Now wait, now, now let's see if I understand this right, because you're a Hollywood celebrity, okay, and he doesn't live in Hollywood, because all these millions of people know who you are. Because he was upset because I am of a two-stick theory. No, I'm not of a two-stick theory. I'm of a, of a theory that there is Ephraim that's lost. There's ten tribes that's lost. There is Judah, which, bless God, that happens to be not lost at this time. And a little tribe of the Benjaminites that long since faded in to Judah and the Levites. I'm of the uh, absolute opinion that, bless God, that this is all going to happen as it said. Now let me let me let me tell you what I proposed or asked the question to this brother. There you found the oh yeah all the DNA has been found and I said to him I said, uh, well I said you know, <clears throat> being a prophet and a real angel of God come to visit me. I said it didn't quite come out like this. You have no angel no. They come to me? no. You no prophet no. And you just announced that I'm a major prophet of God. That so all these people that listen to you and follow after what you're doing is heard. I said, now you're either selling selling you know air airspace and air time, or you believe that. And if you believe that, listen up. The tribes were lost. God said that He would scatter us. They couldn't be found, neither by the color of their skin, okay, the tongue that they speak or the DNA that's in their bodies. Now he didn't say that part. Take a little bit of common sense now and put into this thing. Who would you go to pick out the DNA from? (laughs) Now folks, I want you to forgive me uh, for my arrogancy about this thing But this is just downright stupid. You don't have to be a prophet to understand that. But yet we've got people now in prominent places saying, the one to two house thing is wrong. You watch us be right. You know what I told them? Listen! Listen, you can begin to hear the footsteps of Ephraim. And those footsteps are going to become louder and they're going to become louder and they're going to become louder because there's millions of us that are about to come together and we're coming home.
0: Judah, we're coming home!
3: Prepare the land! Kill the fatted cow! The brothers are home! they wanted me to take everything off the Internet that had anything to do with this two-stick thing. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) And I said, uh, (laughs) sorry. There's no way. But, folks, do you see what's going on? People that aren't prophets, people that wouldn't... Be careful, Tom. Some of which wouldn't thank you. That wouldn't know Jesus if he came in and sat down next to him. This is in the hands of the prophet. You have to understand that. You're somewhere you're gonna to have to trust it and just go with it, all right? Until I start monkeying up the scripture, set tight, listen and learn. If that time should come, you run. Don't you walk away. You run from this this prophet. Because I'm gonna teach you by the word of God. I'm gonna bring you together. So we don't go and make the back end of a donkey out of ourselves when we get over there. Now you begin to understand. Okay? Now listen to me because I'm going to tell some of you here that's sitting here the same thing I had to tell some of the brothers during Sukkot. Judah is not going to walk up that holy hill with you, Ephraim, with a bald face. They know better by the Scripture. They're not going to do it. And you can play the game, and you can do whatever you want. But but see, I, I've got this thing about what I'm afraid is going to happen. Because, you know, and, and, and boy, I, I really don't like bringing this up, because every time I bring this up, it seems like it just... <laughs> liken unto Moses coming out of Egypt. Let's see. I think they did real well, and old Moses, he was a good old boy until things went bad, and then they went to murmuring and carrying on, and why didn't you just leave us in Egypt so we could have died, and all of a sudden somebody by the name of Kor decides they're going to take over and lead the group. Huh? And what happened? God said, boys, everybody on this side get on that side, and everybody on my side get over on this side. And a big old crack opened up in the earth. I wonder if it rumbled like we had here this last week. <laughs> and they all fell in it. They're, them, their families, their goats, their sheep. The lamb went back. That was in the core. Moses is on top of the hill. And, 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 and you, you see, rebellion is that's the sin of witchcraft. And, folks, I, I don't know what there is about us as American people. I think it's because that we have been, we have been, uh, we have everything. I mean, we have access to everything. And I think it's because of that that we know, well, that's good and that's bad. Don't do this. Do this. Have that that? Let's watch this. I don't like that station. Let's watch this station. And we, we have become a nation of judges if I can put judging probably the way we put that we've become that and, and I don't know that we meant to become that maybe it's well, because we were pressured into being that but, but, but folks when it comes down to it the fact of the matter is the only thing that we can do and that's the reason I pointed out about the, the white uh, for Pesach uh, is, is go by this book if it's in the book brothers I'm sorry we're just going to have to do it Sisters, I'm sorry, it's just going to have to be done. It's going to hair-lip the Pope, it's going to hairlip your family, it's going to hair-lip the next-door neighbor. But they can get over that with a minor operation, if you will.
0: <laughs>
3: let's don't go there. Let's, let's just, uh, now, now I'm meddling. <laughs> I love that part, though. Okay, now, and they're going to divide it in two kingdoms anymore at all. So it' So once God does this, we know by, by the scriptures, we're going to dwell in safety forever. It's never going to be divided again. So we are all going to get along. But it's like I said, in order for Judah to get along with us, uh, we, we, we I can't make a phone call tomorrow and say, well, <clears throat> uh, rabbis, um, uh, w- you know, we're coming home. Make a little room over there. In fact, make a lot of room over there because we're coming home. About lost that, didn't I? Uh, and uh, you know what they're going to say? I don't think so. But after the war over there, they're going to be a whole lot more willing to talk. They're going to be broke. They're going to be dead, most of them. They're not going to quite be the Jews of Israel. They're going to be Brother Judah with the little tribe of the benjaminites and Levites going, man, do you think that if they are, look what can happen if, if, if they come home, and that's what's going to be right now. They would no more. They would no more walk up that holy hill with you and I than flying like an airplane flies at ten thousand feet in the air. Just you, like this. It just isn't going to happen. But you see, God does what? God purposes hearts. God moves, and what God is doing, and and see, everything that God does has a purpose. Everything has a reason. Everything is into place. And what God is going to do is. While we, now listen to me, while we are preparing and finding Ephraim as fishers and hunters, all right, and I want this weekend before you leave here <laughs> to at least tell me that you'll, you'll become a fisher or you'll become a hunter, whatever you want to become. And while we are bringing them together, as I said, then we have got to prepare them, and to prepare them, some of you are just going to have to flat get delivered from religion. Because what I do works. And it works, and it works, and it works, and it works, and it works. Why? Because it's the covenant. It's the thing that the church said got old and passed away. Well, that's funny. It's sure working today. Perhaps it got rejuvenated somewhere along the line. Perhaps the Pope gave it two of these. By the way, I used to have a pulpit hat. Yeah, an old boy, maybe one. Stood about that tall. I wore it up here one night, got a good laugh out of it, never wore it again. I had myself a pulpit hat. Now, tell me about it. I've been in trouble most of my life when it comes to things like that. Why? Because I think it's funny. But, you know, I, I, I think I think it's funny. In fact, I I think it's rather hilarious to think that the church, especially the Pentecostals and the Charismatics, that's filled with the Rehachadish, that they think some holier-than-thou bunch of, be careful, knuckleheads over in Rome that decided, we must choose here my Holy Ghost-filled brethren, Baruch Hashem, As to which of all these thousands of scriptures we're going to put in one little section, call it the New Testament, versus the Old Passed Away Testament. Let's get to work. And that bunch of jerks no more knew what God was doing, what God was saying, than that door back there that you come through. And for those of us filled with the Rokadish, the Holy Ghost, folks, we ought to be just a little bit upset about that one. But are we? Oh, no, just like a bunch of ducks. Ooh, look. Canonization of the Bible, yes. Somebody ought to canonize it. Somebody ought to put it in one of them canons and shot the thing out. Somebody ought to decide it in Rome, because at that point, do you think when that was all going on, Rome was looking for a prophet? No, they were killing everybody that disagreed with what they believed religion was. It was a different time. It was a different era. But yet here today, we hold these holy things in our, in our laps, and we go, ooh, every word spoken in here is sparred by the Holy Ghost. Well, folks, now you can buy all that you want to buy, okay, and that's fine. And I'm not, I don't have a problem with the fact that those people in there were as they are depicted. But as I said, I would just assume knowing what the keys to the kingdom was, I just assume once Peter ran the church, but he didn't, did he? Oh, I, he did, but see, we the, the the small pictures that you read into with this thing, it doesn't show enough of that. And like I said, he gets about that many pages in there. See, trying to explain in that many pages? No, I'm sorry. Uh, P- Peter should have had somewhere about that many pages in there, and they're not there. And so, but because of that. It got everything monkeyed up. Now, let's come down to the facts. Maybe, just maybe, God wanted it hidden like that. And you want to know something? Yes, he did. He did not want Ephraim to come home or the revelation knowledge of Ephraim until it was time. And it wasn't going to happen. So what did he do? (laughs) He let them jugheads pick, choose, divide, subtract, add to and multiply for and we just got lined and acted like a bunch of ducks. Oh, I like that. Hoo-hoo, did you hear that? And then you begin to examine and understand who these, these knuckleheads were and what they didn't know, and they weren't even filled with the Spirit of God, and which most of them, I'm going to tell you something, are burning in hell today and weren't even saved. And they chose for us. But you know something they never touched? Now well, listen to me. The Tanakh, the old, what they call the Old Testament, listen, it was never touched other than to take out a few things that the Catholics had called the Maccabees and a couple other little things because it was just repetition and repeated. But you know something? They never touched the Hebrew part of this thing only through misinterpretations, again, which God let happen. Like I said, there, there's a lot of misinterpretation here. And it's only because a bunch of knuckleheads took six months of Hebrew and did a real bad job. Now that's a joke, okay? But that's pretty close to what happened here. They thought that they had it all figured out, and they didn't even know how to spell it. And we just got in line. Why? Well, it wasn't the thing in those days. To, that people didn't. Most of them couldn't read. Come on. There's no sense trying to take a Bible to church. They didn't have one. Couldn't afford one. And so it was widely known: you just let the priest tell you what it means, because he's smart. You're dumb. And we'll do it in Latin so nobody can understand it anyway, so then they can't figure it out whether it's right or wrong. Be careful now. Come on, let's go on here. And he says, in, 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 down into the 23rd verse, at 23, he is saying here, he's saying, neither shall they defile themselves anymore with their idols. Uh-oh. Uh-oh nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. Not to, we're, we're, whoa, wait a minute, what do you mean? You mean we can't have no idols no more? You, you, you mean we can't make our job our idol? Our cars our idols? No. He says not, that's not going to happen. He said, but I will save them out of all their dwelling places wherein they have sinned, and I will cleanse them. Now, there's that cleansing again. Now, now notice how often during these scriptures that I've given uh, from last night till now about, bless God, about how God said, I will cleanse them. I will clean them, up, clean them up. I will take their sin from them. I will forgive their sin, all right? So that they will be my people and I will be their God. Now, now let me ask you a question. In order for us to be the, his people, in order for him to be our God, then evidently, now, listen, we have to walk in holiness. We have to walk out of our sin. We have to walk away from our idols. We have to make him Lord God and have no other gods before us. Now, I've not mistaken that. I've I'm not, I'm not misidentified that to you. That is the truth. All right? Now, he said, and David, my servant, shall be king over them. Now, who is it? Yeshua. And they all shall have one shepherd, Yeshua, They shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. Now, for you folks that want to go and not do any of it, you better try to erase the 24th verse there. See, I've got people saying, well, I'm efforting them. I'm going to go, but I'm not going to do that. No, you're not. Get on that side because the earth's going to open up and you and yours is going to slide down the crack. No, that's just not going to happen. Because he says here that we're going to walk in his judgments and observe his statutes and do them. We're not just going to play one of these games of, well, I believe in Sabbath, but I'm going to go out and buy a new boat this afternoon, uh, Saturday afternoon. And we're, 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 you know, No, you're going to do it. But you're going to be taught properly so you'll understand the, the, the difference between the pureness of it and getting yourself into the legalistic end of it, okay? And you're going to learn that. 25, and they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob my servant, Wherein your fathers have dwelt, and they shall dwell therein, even they and their children. Now listen, and even their children's children forever. Now now, now I want you to stop and, and, and think about this now. We're talking here some generation. Okay? And my servant David shall be be their prince forever. So he's gonna he's gonna reign, and we're gonna be with him. We're gonna be there. It's really going to happen. The Garden of Eden, the land's going to spring forth. And bless God, we're going to do it. Now listen, moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. Wow. It shall be an everlasting covenant. What does that mean? It's not going to end with them. I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. Never going to end. My tabernacle also shall be with them. Yea, I will be their God and they shall be my people. And the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel, when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. It will be there forever and ever and ever and ever. So you see, undeniably, the prophet, as he received this, he began to prophesy it, and it began to be written. And it began to be written, and now listen to me, it lied dormant for generations, generations upon generations upon generations. He went to his grave, Ezekiel did, not knowing. Now listen to me, and I'm going to tell a secret about prophets. Not knowing whether that was going to happen or not. Oh my, isn't that doubt and unbelief? Folks, I'm going to tell you something, we're flesh and blood. We only know what God shows us and tells us. The only thing we know when it happens. I, you know, I, I, I did a thing on radio the other night uh, with my brother, uh, Pastor Dan. You may have heard it. If you haven't, get on there and listen to it. And, and I began to talk about this stuff that I prophesied all the way back in the, in the 80s and, and at the visions that came and this stuff that's now unfolding. What is that? That's the way prophets operate. See, I, I'm watching the old diseases come back of which there's no antibody prophesied it years and years ago. And it goes on and it goes on. See, that's what we do. Now, do we know the time? Now, let me tell you the fallacy of it. Did God say, now, <clears throat> Ezekiel, this is going to happen uh, in, in next year. Tell the people so you can be their hero. Listen to me closely. Prophets are not heroes. We're rejected and we're disliked. I can't understand why. Can you? <laughs> we don't have friends because we don't want friends the only thing i want is to be alone with the lord my god and i want to seek after him till he come and he come deal with me that's all that 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 that, that's what this all see for me what i would really like to do is not be bothered until god gives me something and then all of a sudden i send out all the emails and you come down here and show up and we spend a weekend of me saying now when the angel came this happened and this happened now that is going to happen As we go along, but you see, what God has called me to do comes outside of the realm of the prophetic ministry and comes over into the realm of the fulfillment of the prophets, okay? I have a duty now to you to get you ready to hunt and fish you down, okay? Bring you in. Get you cleaned up, get the sin out of your life so you can walk in this holy state, and get you ready to go back over to Israel so we can turn Judah upside down. That's what this is about. Like I said, we can't take a bunch of rummies over there, bless God, still arguing over whether or not there'll be a Sabbath. We can't take a bunch of rummies over there which don't, don't know one end of this thing from the other, and they're going to, well, I'm going to tell you now, we're going to... That's just not going to happen, folks. If you knew, it would be different, but you don't know. And and I know people really get upset with me about this statement, but it's the truth. If you knew what I knew, you'd be here, and I'd be there. You don't sit down, shut up, and learn something. Okay? And that's not easy for people because, see, the church has never been talked to like this. What the church does is say, now, sin a little bit or all you want. Just come back next week. And and, and be sure you bring your money with you, okay? And if you do something wrong, they'll say, oh, that's okay, and buy you a cup of coffee. And like I've always said, the prophets will tell you, don't let the door hit you on the lower end posterior on the way out. Don't bother coming back. See, we're we're not gatherers. We're not trying to build a kingdom on this earth for ourselves. We're trying to get to heaven ourselves. We're trying to do what God has called us to do and disliking most of which we have to do, but we do it because that's who we are to do it. And that's the reason the church doesn't understand us. Uh, Folks, I don't even understand me. How, How are you supposed to understand me? Donna can tell you, there's days on days and days on end when I sit and I have to be by myself and I meditate hours upon hours upon hours because I know that God is trying to deal with me and I can't figure out what it is. And I get a little cantankerous about it, as a matter of fact. Thank God for Donna. You hear what I'm saying? The personality. you talk about the mild-mannered reporter. She just smiles, but she does have a way about herself. I want you to know that. No, she does. You might as well know I mean, she picks her moments. We're on these airplanes, which I detest. And so I always give her the, the ticket stub. Okay, give them to her. So one day we're coming home. This happened probably, what, a year and a half ago, a year ago maybe, a year and a half ago. And so she goes and finds a seat. We sat down. We're in the wrong seats. I said, what do you mean we're in the wrong seat? I said, any, any, any third grader? You get in the right seat you read the number you look up here and you get in the seat now listen now this is my wife i know honey it'll be you know i said what's well, embarrassing me and so i now folks i tease now you you, i know you can't that's really tough to get a hold of here right at this point in time but i love to tease donna and donna just loves not to be teased all the time but she lets me do most of the day and so I'm acting like, oh, I'm pouting, and this is just so embarrassing. I'm looking around doing this and just, just acting silly, okay? So Donna doesn't say anything. and She gets off the plane, and, and, and we start home. And, and so we get on the plane the next week, and so I hand her the stubs. And she said, no, no. She said, uh, you know, she said, I evidently not, not smart enough to find the seat. and she said, it's all right. She said, you go ahead and keep the stubs. I go,
0: well, you know.
3: <laughs> But she has realized where, you know, I mean, I'll just take over myself. And you want to know something? Three airplane rides later, I'm in the wrong seat. (laughs) The guy comes up and says, I think you're in my seat. I said, oh, no. I said, we're we're in the right seat. (laughs) And so we get in the right seat, and I say to Donna, are you embarrassed? She said, oh, no. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm not embarrassed at all about any of this. She said, um, <clears throat> She said, I wasn't smart as a third grader. So, hey, you want to know something? What, what airplane did we get on coming back out of uh, Ab- Ab- Aberdeen? I got us in the wrong seat again, didn't I? see it's got a way of coming home coming around behind you and biting you now now donna is so gracious she just sits and smiles a lot i said say something she said i don't need to
0: <laughs>
3: open your mouth and put your foot in okay I love that part. Oh, yeah. Now, bringing the perspective, bringing himself in, into the place and understanding that, bless God, that 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 that, that and, and you know what? When he says in the in that twenty seventh verse, "My tabernacle also shall be with thee. Yea, I will be their God, and they will shall be my people, and the heathen shall know." So they're going to know forevermore that we belong to God. Now, one of the things again that I that I, I want you to understand is. One of the significant things about Shabbat or Sabbath is to realize that, bless God, that that's what God said, and he said, so the world will know that you're mine. Okay? Now, when you get talking about Sabbath, what you hear is they're seven-day Adventists or they're Jews, right? Now, are we either one of those? No. No, we're not. I'm sorry. But we're Ephraim. Now, that's going to throw the church a curve, and they no you know they're going to have a third category here to deal with and they're not going to know how to deal with that but they'll get over it now let's go on now uh if you will be so kind to go with me and to uh uh let's see 30 30 a uh, 6 I um, um, did I do 36 did 36 do 37 do 39 39 I'm there some of you're still with me I see you know, I like this. you know, it's kind of like not getting in the right seat. I just like to say, just, you know, just finding out if you're smarter than a fifth grader here. <clears throat> Thank you. Now, in 39, if you'll be so kind to go to 23. 39, 23. Now, this is neat because it says, And the heathen shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity. Uh-oh. How are they going to know, Ephraim? We're going to tell them. We thought we were Gentiles, scattered all over the face of this earth. Yeshua came, and, and because of the fact that it had been put, he came out of the box. God did and wrote the laws upon our hearts. It drew us unto the Messiah, just like the Scripture said He would do. All right. Now, and 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 I, you know, and it's neat because He says, because they transgressed against me, therefore. Hide I my face from them, and gave them unto the the, the hand of their enemies, so fell they all by the sword. And and we did. We ran around, and this happened, that happened. According to the uncleanliness, according to their transgressions, have I done unto them, and, and hid my face from them. therefore, thus saith the Lord God, now will I bring again the captivity of Jacob, there it is again, and have mercy upon the whole house of Israel, Ephraim, and be jealous for my holy name. After that, they have bore their shame and all their transgressions whereby they have transgressed against me. When they dwell safely in their land, there it is again, and none made them afraid. We'll fear nothing or nobody. We will live in the land forever, what? Safely. When I have brought them again from the people and gathered them out of their, their enemies' land and am sanctified in them in the sight of many nations... Then shall they know that I am the Lord their God, which caused them to be led into captivity among the heathen. But I have gathered them into their own land and have left none of them any more there. Now, I want you to circle the word left none of them. Left none of them. You realize, do you realize what that's saying? Nobody's going to get left behind. See, that, that again, now, now for, for, for me... You know that that can that that's kind of a problem, uh, folks, because I'm sitting here and I'm going, none of us going to be left behind. Now, some of you have means, meaning finances, and some of us don't. Okay, so it's going to mean those of us that do are definitely going to have to finance those that don't. Well, maybe we won't. Then maybe you'll have to be carried out feet first. Folks, there's going to, have to be, there's going to have to be covenants that are going to have to be made. There's going to have to be vows that we're going to be willing to make and walk in. It's one for all and all for one. We're either all going to go, we're either all going to make it, or guess what? It's not going to work. Well, I, you know, I, I just don't know. You better know. See, one of the first things that I said that that, that I know that we have to come to grips with is the thing that the church never taught us to love anybody. And we're all saying, oh, I love you, brother. No, you don't. You don't even like me unless you can get something from me. Okay? That's the way the church has worked. Come on. And we're going to have to go back and honestly love each other. We're going to have to come to a place that I will lay my life down for you and you'll lay your life down for me if need be. That we'll not gainsay against one another. We'll not speak anything indignant in any way, shape, or form against each other. You talk about my brother, you're talking about me. Let's step out back. The church has no idea what I just said. When you're sick, we're going to be there. When you need shoes, we're going to bring them to your house. What's that about? That's called love. The church does have no idea what that is. None at all. You know why? They're too busy building their kingdom and making sure you get there and get your place and put the money in the plate. That's what the church is into. But we don't know what love is, and folks, if we don't know what love is, this thing isn't going to work. So here we go. Here we go. Love Course 101 will start. You mean we're going to have to... Oh, I mean every bit of it. That thing that I do on the fruit of the Spirit, you're going to live that. You're going to learn to produce the fruit of folks. Me and you are going to have around one of these weekends that you don't even believe is possible. You're going to learn to love. And you know what love is? It's simply not taking advantage of your brothers and sisters. That's what love is. Love is giving and never trying to figure out how you're going to get back. Love is caring beyond you yourself. To such a degree that blessed God, if need be, you'll lay down your life for the brother or the sister. Folks, it isn't there, and don't don't and please don't sit there and well, I think we got that. No, you don't. It's long from us, and that's what's wrong with us. We have to come together. We have to be able to understand. This thing is us. Now, 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 now remember, as we have read now, that all of Israel is going to become one stick, one flesh, one entity. Now, what does that really mean? It's really neat, folks. We're all going to care about each other. For a change, we're going to care. You know what about right now goes on? Okay, let's see. Let me write out a a check to... uh, I didn't like that last part, he said. Come on. Come on. I'm right. I know I'm right. God's got a plan, though, and the plan is bigger than us. Because he wants to give us the garden Eden back. Did you understand that? Oh, you know we were driven out of it once, didn't we? I've always thought the first thing I was going to do when I saw Brother Adam was punch him in the nose. The second thing I was going to do was look up Eve and tell her if I would have been stupid enough to marry her, I would have killed her. Some of you believe i had done that. I know I did not know. But you see, folks, God is going to restore. And the thing I want to try to get in your spirits your hearts this weekend, he is restoring in order. All things are going to be restored back to us. Our enemies are going to be afraid of us. They're going to run because they're going to say, My Lord and my God, that's the children of the Most High. See, the enemies of Israel was never afraid of Israel. You know what they was always afraid of? Yahweh, the God of Israel. And there hasn't been anybody afraid of the God of Israel, Yahweh, For centuries upon centuries upon centuries upon centuries upon centuries upon centuries. centuries You know why? Because we have been in defilement against the covenant. And now that I'm convincing some of you that, bless God, because you're beginning to experience some of it yourself, and saying, this covenant works, doesn't it? I said, oh, yeah. It really does work. So God is bringing us and he's preparing us and he's going to bring us into this thing full turn. But folks, are just some things is going to have to happen. Can, can I say this? We are going to have to change. We're not going to walk into this thing like we are. Folks, I'm sorry. Speaking in tongues and whoopee! Like I said, what makes you different than the heathens? The whores and the drug addicts and the drunks that live across the street from your homes. Besides the fact that you're getting to heaven, not a cockeyed thing. They're broke, you're broke. They're sick, you're sick. They're depressed, you're depressed. Their kids are on drugs, your kids are on drugs. What makes you different? I'll tell you what makes you different. That everlasting covenant that Yahweh said would go on for a thousand generations. That's what makes you and I different. That's, what that, that, that's what's going to springboard this thing forth. That's what's going to make people come and say, I want to serve the God of those of Israel. And they will say that. Let's go on here. Uh, at 28, then shall they know that I am the Lord their God, which caused them uh, to be led in captivity among the heathen, but I will gather them into their own land and, and le- le- left none of them anymore there. So none's going to be left behind. 29, neither will I hide my face anymore from them. Uh Uh-oh. You mean he has hid himself from us? That's what the scripture is. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Now, come on. Listen up here because this is big-time important. If, in fact, because we have left the everlasting covenant, and that's what the problem is here, and he said he hid his face from them. Now, uh, will somebody try to stand up and explain to me how... If you haven't and aren't keeping the everlasting covenant, God said what? Get a hold of this, folks, because this is one of the biggest keys that I'm going to give you this weekend, the false prophets. Those people that are saying, God said this year we're going to have this happen there, none of that stuff ever happens, and if it does, it's just like the soothsayers, it just happens to happen every once in a while. That's not close enough to be a prophet. Get a hold of what I'm saying. If you're in defilement because you... You don't keep the, the everlasting covenant. He has hid his face from you. You know what that means? You can't find him. God, where are you, God? He's, no, he's not to be found. He's hidden from you. So how in the world did you hear God tell you or speak to you that this is there and that there? Folks, there is the key to the scripture for you to understand. Without the covenant, they're not hearing from God. You say, oh, you don't know what you're saying. Well, yeah, but I do know what I'm saying. There are thousands of ministers across the face of this, this world that are going to stand behind Holy Bema's tomorrow. And they're going to proclaim, God said this and God said that. And I got news for you. They couldn't find God. Let me you're going to have to do your head again, because I got do you understand what I'm saying? Do you truly understand they couldn't be hearing they can't find him. Hey,
2: thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.JewishProphet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing, taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material, because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer requests to cradle at Jewishprophet.com we'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow and remember, with God, all things are possible.
0: <ummer> I'm like going